When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday, hump day. Uh, Coach Collins here, episode 474. I had to remember there for a second of Coach Unplugged. We're going to do part two of the interview, hopefully, like yesterday's. Um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go over and check out our two sponsors, teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better, the one stop shop for basketball coaches. You, we've all been there. We've all been. We've all been frustrated with our teams. We've all wondered about tryouts or parents or those kind of things. And and this is the place to help you. You know, it's there's lots of resources, but we all are looking for that extra special one, that one that kind of can help us get over the hump. And uh, I've experienced what you have, and I'm here to help. Um, you know, I'm in the community every day. I'm there to, to help and to serve. Um, just like the people over at Dr. Dish, they are here to serve. Their customer service is next to none. Um, but even more important than that, they have a great product that will help your team become better offensively. So go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $300 off your next purchase. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Part two of our interview. 15 hours later, we had our exit interviews with, with every single player. Too soon, too emotional, more on move by me. Yep. And I have our, uh, our, our best player, and he, he and I are in the office. And I look at him and I'm like, what the hell happened out there? And he's one of these analytical guys that if you ask him how he's doing, he'd be like, good. Right. You know, like he's you know, yep. very not comfortable. He right. says to me, looks me dead in the eyes and goes, I just think everybody wants you to believe in them. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't have to, I didn't have to ask him. They don't? Like, right. wait a minute, that, that just put a stake in my heart, right? Mm-hmm. So in literally in a, a 24-hour span, I went from, uh, from caring about winning and losing to never mentioning a word again and being detached from outcome. And the number one goal, the number one goal is getting them where they aspire to be, but then believing in them. Right. I don't care what happens. They are going to point to right here. There's one guy in this planet that is with me and believes in me, and that's Bridge. That's my guy. Right. Ever yeah. since, then, ever since then, we have we have a higher winning percentage than anybody else in college basketball. Right. And the thing is, so so that's probably that probably might win the record for the, <laughs> the biggest turn. But it, it's true. Right. I I remember one of my one of my friends who had won like three or four state titles, and I had won. He goes, "No, there's a point where if you're only happy if you win it all, you're not going to be very happy, Steve." <laughs> And I remember that conversation with him. He's like, you got you to gotta detach from that and go, it's got to be about how, how are you making the boys better. And that, it, it was like that aha moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, if, and if, you know, like uh, all the coaches played for the most part, right? Like right. you wanted to make the team. Right. Then you wanted to play. Right. Then you wanted to start. Right. 
and then you wanted to score. There was, there's, there's never an end to that. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no end to it. Right. So it's like, I talk to our guys that are motivated, forget about winning and losing. You'll be, you will go nowhere with that destination. Right. Right. Do your best, work your ass off, do your best. Right. Then whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had that conversation with my son today about school. And stuff. I said, it's all about the effort and the, the outcomes will take care of themselves. Yeah. It was literally the text I sent my son today because he was late on something. He should have turned in. I go, Drew, I'm not mad about that. I'm mad. Look, here's what you got to do. It's about effort. It's about process. And then the outcomes will take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. a great life lesson for him. Do you have any superstitions? I used to. Um, you know, but um, all that with uh, five or six years ago, all that, all that changed. You know, okay. it didn't matter. I used to, I mean, I used to, uh, you know, like throw away a suit that I lost. And, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that stuff goes. I know. But, like now it's completely out of my hands. And that's how you have to look at it. I'm going to do my best. Right. You know, like, but like, I'll tell you, two years ago, we lost in the final four and we were 31 and 0 going in. And uh, we were, we, it was the first time in 93 years, anybody had gone, you know, uh, from like the West coast, you know, uh, 31 and all, whatever it is. And the uh, first time since 82 in the final four, we had a 25 point lead in the final four and lost it. <sighs> but here's the thing. And, and it's a great example, right? right? I laugh about it. My friends are like, I'm like, well, if I were to go back, maybe I would have tried that. Maybe I did that. Right. I did my best. Right. So, yeah. Right. Right. You're always going to second guess. You're always going to, because you want the best, you know, then if you're going to learn from it. Yeah. 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 I, but, but I know I couldn't have done any more than, than like what I did. That's the main right. thing. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Laugh at me. You know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, right. What do you say? Right. Yeah. What do you say? You got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's think, what's one big thing you've seen change over the last, you know, 20 years of your coaching in basketball? What do you, what do you, what, what have you seen? What I'm seeing right now is, is uh, and uh, we're all seeing it, is uh, the uh, three-point shot and the, uh, the emphasis on it. Uh, you know, I'd had time to watch the NBA games for, you know, like until, what, a, you know, a couple weeks ago. Right. And, and uh, the other night I'm watching the Bucks in, like, Toronto, and you got Rick Lopez jacking up, uh, you know, 30-footers. And, like, they the were so guy. Yeah. Top selection. It was like, you got to be kidding me. Right. And he hadn't taken a three in his first four years in the NBA. He didn't take he one three in four years. Yeah, and these are the best teams in the league, right? Right. And 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 they they're just letting it fly and they're not, you know, they're not you're like the game is is just changed, you know, um just How do you think the extension of the of the lines going to affect if it I think it's going to go through. Um your how do you think that's going to affect you, you your offense the division 3 game cuz I think it's coming. I think they're going to do a D1 next year and I think it's coming for D3. To the international distance. You know, if they were smart, they would, you know, like when they changed the line, what, three or four years ago, and they uh, gave us our own line. Right. I thought that was the moron move. They should have yeah. just, uh, um, like, just, you know what, give us FIBA rules. Right. That's how the world's playing anyway. Give yeah. us the lane, give us the line, give us the time, give us the port quarters. You know, right. so we're, we're going to do it piece by piece, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, I think it's the greatest thing for the game. It's how the world plays. It's going to create more space to drive. Um, and the shot's too close. Let's be honest. I mean, it is. It is. You know, um, people are passing up point blank layups to throw skips cross court and jack twenty four footers. I'm uh, telling you right now, it's too close at the high school level. Like the yeah. high, the, the women's is too close for guys at the high school level. It's right. Too close. Right. 
like, I think it's the greatest thing that's happened. Right, yeah, I told my son, if you're open, you better shoot it because it's that's a shot. Like that's a really good shot. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. like that 20 years ago. I don't think. No, it's no. Uh, boy, it it sure is now. I know. I think it. I think. I think it's. I think it's so changed. Um, what would you tell yourself as a young coach? What would be your advice to yourself 15 years ago, 20 years ago? I would say, um, uh, boy, uh, before I was a head coach, um, uh, I, I don't know. Network, prove that you can recruit. You know, uh, you is know, that the key to getting a college job to show you can recruit? Because uh, the D three level has gotten crazy with Calhoun doing D three. You know, the master <laughs> coach came from. He was an assistant at Davids. I mean, all these guys are just—they're literally assistant D ones are jumping down and taking D three jobs. Markers are never going to get a job at Division one. You know, um, I mean, you have to wait twenty years to do it. Right. Uh, you, know, lo- you know, loyalty. You know, uh, a lot of coaches in Division uh, three are getting jobs because their head coach moves on. You know, right. and then he's pushing up too. Yep. Uh, just, just. Working your butt off, being loyal, and then you got to recruit. Uh, yeah. I mean, like we just finished uh, hiring our, our main assistant. Our uh, head coach got the job at Aurora, who's a stud in that area. Okay. Uh, and uh, and so it was like the number one factor that I'm looking at is: Are you a good guy? Right. 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 You know? uh, and can you recruit? Right. You know, like we we've had a lot of success, and I will tell you right now, as, as all coaches will, our players are good. Right. Real good. All we do is recruit. And so, how do I prove that I'm a recruiter to you? By going and getting guys. <laughs> I, know. I mean, but I'm just, I'm just saying it for the people that are listening to this. Like there's this, there's a, I know there's a 25 year olds out there that think I can do it. I'm here. To go. But I mean, you have to have another job to be able to prove that you can recruit. I think it's about relationships. I think it's about being personable. I think it's about working camps. I think it's about networking. Yeah. Prove to, how do I prove to you if I'm a 27 year old that I can recruit? When I'm you in know, Tennessee and you're in Wild Wild Washington, you know. Here's a story. Like, um, you know, um, when I saw when I saw a Wahlberg teams play at uh, Clovis Western High School, then at Fresno City JC, where they press and trapped, and, and I'm right. thinking, wow, you know, um, I went down to uh, watch his teams practice, and and you know, um, I stayed at his house one weekend, and like, you know, in just how I went about, I think, um, how I acted, um, I sent each member of his family, uh, you know. Um, uh, Amazon cards, I think it was Amazon's, it was uh, Barnes and Noble, you, you know, uh, just thankful. And, and, and I recruited the family. I'm always checking in. Right. You know, all of a sudden, Vance gets the job and he calls me and, and, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm looking at this guy and this guy and, and uh, you know, and he, and he goes, would you be interested? You know, right. and, and, and it's like, well, why would he ever ask me to be his lead recruiter, right? I was recruiting right. recording. We had two top 25 classes, right? Why? Right. Because of how I recruited his family and how I was around him, you know. Right. So how, you're recruiting on campus, in the classrooms, and in, in, in the res halls. You're right. recruiting all the time. How are right. you handling yourself, and how consistent are you right. in doing? Right. You know, um, that's a good start. Yeah, and I think I think that, and, and to be honest with you, your own players recruit. Once you get a job, your own players recruit for you. If yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I tell my guys. I said, until you've had your visit, you know, the coaches are going to tell you eight. They're going to tell you the same thing that they tell six other kids. Hate to break it to you, but the kids will be the the play. The other players will be as honest as anybody. That's where you get the vibe, and that's what we tell them too. You need you need to spend the night wherever you're at, at at least one night, if not two, and get with the players because you'll get a vibe, and they'll answer the questions, uh, and you'll get a feel for the program that 
that you would never get if you, you just weren't around them. Coaches tell you whatever you want to hear, like you said. Right, and they'll and they'll and they'll do it. All right, we're gonna do. Let's do um, let's do the my rapid fire. So I'm gonna ask you questions. Some of them will be quick ones. Some will be uh, short. What's your favorite brand of basketball? Like the type that you use during the game? Uh, fast break, fresh. No, no, no. Okay, so I, I got to figure out how to word this better. I'm talking about literally the brand of basketball. What do you guys use in Washington? Oh, we use what they use in the tournament. Okay. Um, uh, Is yeah, Spalding. Is it Spalding or Wilson? Okay. Um, what's your what's one word to describe your ideal player? Versatile. Okay. Uh, if you could go to one sporting event, what would you go to and why? The Final Four is it's so exciting, I guess. It is. I mean, she was on Pluto three years ago when we went for the first time with her and was like, yeah, the Final Four is magical. It's magical. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Our guys hate me for it, but it's it's uh, you know a, a pasta, red sauce, chicken, and a salad. You know, and, and uh, that's that's all we eat because that's what the pros eat, and so that's what we do. And our guys can't stand it because it's always the red sauce and everything else. But that's what we eat. <laughs> okay. What's one skill not being taught in today's game? Passing. And how would you teach that? Very little. Um, I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, it, it's um, it's the it's the worst fundamental in the game today. I mean, it I, is. It, but then it's like I know, I know, but how do you teach it? That's the problem. It's like I agree. Why do you want it? What's the point? You know, like like I, you know, what's the two handed chest? That's gone. That's push nobody does that. Who right. wants to post anyway? I mean, right. the um, time you've got to spend in doing that. Uh, you know, uh, we we incorporate different things uh, in practice where, like, uh, if uh, we're, we got a three line shooting drill that we do, and we'll make sure that we're uh, passing with our weak hands so that we strengthen it, but we don't spend a whole lot of time on passing. Right. And it's hard. Um, what's one thing you do to relax? Uh, work out, read, spend time with our uh, kids. How's the fishing? Is there a good fishing in Washington? Hate it. <laughs> don't fish. Don't play golf. If you have kids, where do you have time to do that? I don't, I don't, I used to, I used to pre, uh, Pre-kids, I used to fish and hunt. I spend more time putting, putting a worm on the hook than I do yeah. ever getting I never, I never did that. I always did trout fishing because I was <laughs> so I could think and I was moving. Um, that's the only reason. Trout fishing worked for me. Um, what's uh, one coaching technique you consider important? Technique. Give me an example of a technique. Uh, anything. Anything you do in basketball. Anything you do when you're with your boys. Uh... I think uh, it's a it's a possession game. So I'd say the first thing that, that um, each team has to do is get their rebounding in order. Okay, it is you a know. possession game. I'm I mean, a big I'm a big point per possession guy because I'm a stats teacher. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, a couple things that you can do is you can subscribe and like, and you can leave a review. I read every one of those reviews. They mean a lot to us. You could also, if you want to help us keep the lights on here. Um, you can go over to uh, com backslash Amazon, and that will give us, that will go to our affiliate link for Amazon. So anytime you shop on Amazon, it won't cost you anything. Amazon goes, ooh, Coach Collins sent them there. They'll get, we get a small little commission. If we get enough people to do that, it's going to allow us to pay for our hosting fees and all the things that kind of come along with uh, doing several podcasts. Um, so that's a way you could help us out. Also, you could help us out by going over and joining teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Everybody wants to be a better coach. 
we are here to help you become that better coach. So I hope you're enjoying this. Back to the podcast. Um, if, let me say something real quick. Okay. If you went through every league in every conference in the country at any level in um, men's basketball, you'll see verbatim first to last place in the teams that have the best possession differentials to the worst. And what do you what 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 what's that? What are you talking about with possession differential? I'm talking about um, differences in offensive rebounding and turnover differential. So they rebound, they rebound and don't turn it over is what you're saying. They win the offensive rebound. I don't care about defensive rebounds. Uh, who's winning the um, offensive rebound? Like if they have nine and we have 10, we're plus one. Okay. Right? Yep. If, uh, if um, they have 20 turnovers and we have 10, now all of a sudden we're on plus 11. And we have okay. 11 more shots than you do. Right. Who has more shots is going to win the majority of the games. I, I, I mean, I'm a big no turnover guy. It just drives me. Turnovers are like my pet peeve. I just literally can't handle it. Like, <laughs> it is like it, it's the math person. It's like three points I can score and three points they can see. Every time it's a six-point turnaround. Every time we turn, we don't even get a shot at the basket. And they don't respect them. Respect the basketball is what I tell them. Um, what's, the best, what's the best player you have seen in person? Basketball player you've seen in person. Uh, at the time it turned out to be, um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. We had, uh, Paul George signed at Pepperdine and we had, uh, Kawhi Leonard verbaled. Oh, wow. Uh, they weren't pros yet. Steve Nash, um, I played with Steve Nash in Canada's national team for two years, but he wasn't quite developed yet, but he was pretty good. And, and, and what made Steve Nash, the, the side note, what made Steve Nash, Steve Nash? Uh, I will tell you, he had an unwavering faith that he was going to be a pro and a really good pro. And he, and he would talk about it all the time, almost to where you're like, okay, get over yourself. You know? Right. But it's almost like, an obsessive thing. Like it was going to happen. Like it was a, like a, like, you know, the, the sky is blue, the grass is green. I'm going to be a pro. Uh, I drink water. There was never really? a crazy, unwavering faith. And he probably backed it by putting a lot of work in, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite drill or drills? You sent me a couple, but what are your favorite ones? And I'll, uh, I'll put these in the show notes so people can have them. You know, um, I thought about it. Uh, we have a full court um, shell drill, press drill that, that we do that uh, uh, works on angles coming out of traps and, and uh, rotating back, you know, because we press, right? So right. Um, we do that once a day pretty much. And then um, the other drill that, that, that uh, never gets old is a shell drill, you know, and and uh, we do a bunch of things out of it in, in terms of jab recovers. And uh, we uh, rotate out of it um, a, a couple of times at the end of it. Um, but there are just too many staples in that drill, the way that we do it at least, that you got to right. do it every too good. What's your feeling on closing out? I, th I think it's an under-taught skill. Well, I think you got to defend the three, right? You do. Uh, That's why I think the game has changed. Here's my thought after going to the, yeah. hearing some speakers at the Final Four. It's, the game has changed. They're shooting more threes. I'm not sure I'm teaching closing out in the different types of closeouts like I did. I'm better than I was 10 years ago, but I think it's maybe an underutilized skill being taught from all the people listening. What you need to stop doing is coming off the corner. And that's the first thing I'll tell you. Uh, you know, it's a shorter distance. It's where they want to shoot in the NBA. Every time we come off a guy in the corner, I don't care if you got 
Shaq out there. He's shooting it, and it's down. So you, you just can't come off the corner. And what um, do you mean by come off the corner? You can't leave the corner on penetration. Okay. You leave the corner on penetration, it's going to go there, and they're going to shoot it, and they're going to make it at a very high percentage. So you got to run up. them off that. You got to run them off that shot. You got to stop coming off the corner. If I'm guarding you in the corner, right? I can jab recover in the line. We call it like to where it can't be a direct pass. They can yep. lob it, they can throw back door. If I'm off that line and it goes to you, and you have a look from the corner, you're that's shooting. Shot in the game. That's the best. That's the best shot in the game, really, besides the layup. So you have to take that away, is what you're saying. You'd be surprised. You know, we make fun of it in our in our um, our um, game breakdowns, right? Where we have like you know, like coming off the corner, and we call it getting freaked. You right. know, and we all we all make fun of the guys doing it. You know, because it's it always goes in. And so, but yeah, back to your your um, your original question about closeouts. Uh, in my opinion, if you let the ball come middle, um, it's going to lead to bad things, right? It's going right. to draw people. They're going to hit threes. There's uh, too many plays to be made middle. Okay. Um, so what we do is uh, we have a game that's a uh, um, or a drill that's two on two where um, we start with guys wide beyond the three, and we'll throw it to one of them. And in our in our half court defense, in our shell defense, we have a guy that we call the blast guy, and he's outside the block, ball side. If he's guarding um, ball side block, weak side block, weak side corner in that in that order. Right. So. We, we close high side where they can't come middle, almost right. to a fall. But if you drive, there's a guy sitting there waiting for you. Yep. And we rotate on the weak side. So he's going to blast up your penetration, you know. Um, so that drill we do a lot. So closing out-wise, we don't work on closeouts at all. Oh. But you better not get beat middle because you're going to be heading towards right. the bench. So yeah. you would, would you rather have the guy – so you're, you're saying about that corner three. You're, you'd rather have it – would you rather have them get to the middle or – get an open three in the corner. Neither, obviously, but. Do not come off the guy in the corner if you're guarding him. That's like death. It's and, death. Okay. Uh, and don't get beat middle. Those two things in our, you know. Is, is your, yeah. <laughs> um, what's w w one thing that helped you become a better coach? Uh, I think uh, books, you know. Um, uh, no, I tell you what, uh, having kids, having kids. Uh, I, I mean, that's balance. I was I, mine is balance. Then the kids helped me balance my life. Yes. And the patience you've got to have with kids, you know, <laughs> level, you know, like, right. You know, uh, boy, will they just give you patience? Yeah. <laughs> they do teach for 30 years. I'll give you a lot of patience. Or <laughs> um, <laughs> swear to God, or then you get older, you lose it. Um, Favorite quote? Uh, it used to be, success favors the bull by, the, by uh, Napoleon. Um, I, you know, I don't know that I have one now. I mean, I'm aware in this band right now, it's C-K-M-O-H-S-N-A-T. Uh, can't, can't knock me off happy. Right. You know, you got to be, you're only as happy as, you're, as you choose to be, right? Right. So I'm like, I, I, I'll say this 10 times, maybe four or five times a day. Can't knock me off happy. Can't knock me off happy. Right. Can't knock me off happy. No matter what happens, I'm going to be happy. You know, like, like almost like you're a clown saying it. Right. And to be happy, it's a choice because it's so easy for us to go, or at least for me to go through and bitch about everything and to right. not, you know, it, it's got to be conscious effort to be happy. It's a fundamental. 
Um, what's one word to describe your coaching style? Uh, from the heart. Okay. Yeah. It's like, uh, best basketball coach of all time. It's gotta be coach K. Okay. Best, uh, best basketball game you've seen in person. It might've been our, our, um, one that I coached in, um, we, uh, uh, we played Whitworth up here has been the monster in our conference forever. And, uh, we had a, I don't know, uh, we just could not break. I mean, they just own the conference, right? So it's right. like, uh, and and we finally broke through them up there, and it was no one lost the game. It was in a just we we had a shot at the buzzer to win it, but it was it was like just a, a heavyweight fight, and both teams. It was teams a slugfest. Yeah, we just ran out of time. Both teams were like it was uh, it was an unbelievable game from every aspect. I would say that, and I and just happened to coach it, but. Right. No, I'm not, I I want to stay title in three overtimes. It's like he, he sometimes I think it's <laughs> swear to God. I still don't know how we won the game, to be honest with you. I don't know how we won it. What's the worst game you've ever seen in person? I, I can give you probably uh, 50 of the ones I coached. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we lost we lost a 25 point lead. Um 4-1. <laughs> you, you can take that one if you want. Yeah, you know, no, I, I wouldn't take it back. You know, it was a right. great game. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know if it, with the worst game. I don't any know. A, I, I, you could write any AAU game in the summer in July. No, just kidding. I, you know, <laughs> uh, the worst I think is when um, when I'm watching games and um, the coach is just in his guise and, and, and is just overly negative. You know, like uh, to me, kids are pleasers and all they want to do is please. And if you just believe in them, you know, uh, and, and, and you're positive. Right. And you're consistently positive and you believe in them. To, to, to uh, do anything else once you see the results of that, especially when you're attacking kids or getting – like, is crazy. To me. Well, and I think from, from an old dog, from a porch dog, trust me, how I coached 30 years ago is not how I coach now. But, but I would be a dinosaur if I hadn't changed. So you have to change. Like the people listening, the, the young coaches listening, you have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to change. Because the kids in 30 years are going to be different than the kids we have right now. And if you don't, I'll tell you right now, we don't, we don't tell them that they have to do anything. Right. Even on the board, like I used to write on the board, no threes for Steve. Right. Well, oh, that's pressure. Like, gosh, yeah. if we give up a three, like, right. No, instead I'll be like, you know what? Steve's going to hit some, right? We got to see growth in our rotations. Right. And right. Um, so we can just limit those. Lim yeah. There's limit no those corner threes. <laughs> What's one book you'd recommend? Yeah. One book. Boy, good, uh, good to great. Mike Dunlap at uh, Loyola Marymount gave me um, um, uh, Good to Great by uh, Jim Collins. I mean, that was – it uh, It just got me structured. You know, I was all over the place, and I read the book, and it was like um, – you know, it, uh, it analyzes uh, 20 companies that blow away their um, competition 15 times the dollar and what they have in common, right? Okay. Um, Culture Code's another one. Um, the what was that one? Class, I didn't hear that one. What was that one? Uh, culture code. Okay. Is good. Um, the captain's class is amazing. Um, those three, and I would throw in there, uh, practice perfect by Alamov. Practice perfect. That's really good. All, all, all four of those are magic. Okay. Um, what's the one thing you would tell a young coach? Network. 
uh, be loyal, um, sacrifice, um, and 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 you know what? I, uh, I'm um, I'm writing a book for our kids, and I've got I'm up to like 84 chapters, and that could be one little sentence, or it could be a page and a half, right? Right. And um, I just wrote something to them yesterday about humility. You know, if you can have one superpower or one leadership trait, it would be humility. You just don't know it all. You don't. Even if, you, you know, like, like I will tell you right now that I'm a moron. That's factual. And there's, <laughs> not one, there's not one thing that we're doing that I'm like, this is how it's got to be. Right. No, I'll listen to anybody. Like, right. you know, it's all been done before. The more, the more humble and open I can be, the, the more I learn and get better. It's crazy. Right. It's, can't yeah. yourself years ago. Be right. a life, be a life. My advice always to the young coaches that ask me is be a life learner. Be, 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 you know, have that yeah. open mind. You know? And that begins with humility. You know, it does. It does. It does. So any parting words, coach, I'm going to put all your contact information on the show notes. I'll put your, all your videos and all that stuff from championship down below. So people can click on it. Is there any parting words you would have for, for some young coaches other than humility? I agree. Uh, just, um, Invest in the kids, um, you know, um, give them what, uh, ho- uh, what uh, coaches hopefully gave you, you know, teach them, teach them how to play and don't give them plays. Right. You, you know, I'll tell you, like we have, you know, I finally did this video thing. I've been wanting to do it for the longest time because I think what we're doing is valuable um, or at least can add value. And like there's no breakdown drills or there's very few for the fence offense, right? Right. Because it's not a structured offense. You've got to let and them. So, so, so let's, before we, before we end, so let's, let, do you have a set of rules? Do you have a set of spot? I mean, how do you teach just in a paraphrased version? So if someone wants to go get the video, how do you go about like, I want tomorrow, I want to teach defense offense to my kids. How could I briefly do that? I would one, I would say whatever you're teaching, um, teach out of the hole. Okay. Let them let them play out of it, and then stop and rewind and play. We'll rewind and play and stop and rewind. You know, um, with with fence, get on the fence. Okay. Get out of the way. Yeah. You know, drive it, and if you break 15 feet and you uh, pass it somewhere else, get to the baseline and get the hell out of there. Right. You know, stay wide and create space. And it's funny if you do that, can't stop it. Right. It's it's about space. The, the game is really about space, and it's really a small man's game. I mean, it's a two- or three-man game at any given time. It's not five guys on offense yeah. at least. I mean, I mean, like, if um, you watch this play, you would see three guys ridiculously out of the way on one side and then a two-man game going on someplace, but, but with the other three guys in the corner or someplace, you know? And they're just wide. Yeah. Yeah. Wide and low, usually. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. I really appreciate you taking the time. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Hey, Coach, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, make sure you leave a review. We really do love those written reviews. Those five-star ones are the best. One stars, you can forget to do it. Also, go over and check out teachgroups.com for coaches who want to get better. Not only is it resources and handouts and videos, it's a little bit of everything for a coach that wants to get better. So go over and check it out. Also, down below, um, click our Amazon link, and uh, that helps us – with our hosting fees, I think little the little things that come up with running a podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.